Listener Production. US stocks tread water as the Fed talks down the prospect of rate cuts. And the ASX to drop 1% on Monday as US rate cut optimism's cool. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Monday, the 18th of December. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan. Markets uh, on Wall Street had a little bit of trouble moving ahead on Friday night. The Nasdaq distinguished itself reasonably well with a gain of 0.4 of a percent. The S&P 500 flat. The Dow Jones up by around 0.2 of a percent. Mr. Williams from the New York Fed, a bit sniffy about the prospect of cutting rates next year. Yes, Tom, we saw pushback from New York Fed President John Williams, who told CNBC on Friday it was premature to be thinking about a March rate cut. And he failed to squelch the rally, though. We just still saw the Dow Jones lift to a record high. It's really taken off so quickly, this conversation about cutting rates, hasn't it? It has. The pivot is in. We saw last week, Jerome Powell, the US Fed chair, certainly didn't push back on market expectations for rate cuts. And that's unleashed a significant rally in stocks, but also bonds. We have seen the 10 US Treasury yield actually fall last week by 33 basis points. That's the largest weekly decline since March 2020. And Tom, since the end of October, when the 10-year hit a 16-year high, it has fallen some 110 basis points. That's really hit its head on the ceiling, hasn't it? It like challenged that area a little bit, but when it came off, it rallied very hard. Equally, uh, a two-year treasury note last week down by about 28 basis points. So The bond market is playing for keeps at the moment when it comes to the rally that we are seeing. And I suppose at the margins, the economic news of the day uh, was helping things. The manufacturing surveys that we saw on Friday uh, did nothing to to quell that rally. The Empire State measure, that actually had a very substantial fall, didn't it? It did. And so as it stands, the market is pricing in a 70% chance of a Fed rate cut in March. That's down from nearly 80% late on Thursday. So certainly, Mr. Williams, and we also heard from Atlanta Fed President Raphael Bostic, they had some success in talking down the potential for more aggressive rate cuts. In fact, Mr. Bostic said that he expects two rate cuts in 2024, and that is slightly less than the plot forecast that we saw last week for three. So the markets are pricing in a whopping 140 basis points worth of rate cuts. So it's, it's very aggressive. What took place on Friday was that there was still support quite broadly for the market. You had uh, the industrial stocks do quite well. So Boeing was up by about 3%. The retail facing names did quite well. Nike was up by around 0.4%. Walmart up by a third of a percent. Technology stocks benefiting. Also, Intel shares rose by 2%. Microsoft up by 1.3%. JD.com, they had a very strong session up by about 5%. Chinese initiatives to support their economy, also dovetailing into that narrative of a moderating global economy, I suppose. Yes. So what we saw broadly, Tom, was the Dow Jones, as I mentioned earlier, hit a record high. We have seen markets notch their seventh straight winning streak yeah. in weekly terms, and, and that's the most since 2017. The tech-heavy NASDAQ 100 index, different from the composite, but the 100 index set a record close as well, the highest or best level since November 2021. And what we're seeing at the moment, Tom, really is the strength in those cyclical names, the industrial names. Boeing, as you mentioned, it had its longest winning streak since 2005. Its share price up about 8% over the week. 
So that's a very strong indicator of why the Dow Jones is going well. And they've had some changes in their leadership at Boeing. But of course, uh, it's been a beneficiary, certainly, of expectations that orders for new aircraft will be solid. And before we move to the commodity side of things, it's, I think, worth pointing out, as you mentioned, with inflation, particularly equities. Let's talk about the company side of things. And we heard from Costco on Friday. Its share price is up 4.5% after the retailer top Wall Street estimates for first quarter results due to demand for cheaper groceries. So obviously the consumer's pivoting there to those cheaper homemade or home brand style products. But also it was interesting that the chief financial officer, Richard Galanti, said after the earnings were announced that inflation for the quarter just ended was in the zero to 1% range. And he said the biggest moves were in big and bulky items like furniture, but of course, lower freight costs year on year. And and certainly he has seen some evidence of deflationary items as well. So uh, certainly what we are seeing is that backdrop for producers and, and companies starting to ease back on the cost front. Back to the commodity sphere, I suppose what stands out last week, Ryan, is that oil prices have been in a downward spiral for some time now. They've been falling for the better part of a month. And that moderation in the US dollar has at least allowed them to pull out or oil prices to pull out of that tailspin. Yes, they eked out a gain of between 0.3% and 0.9% for the week. That snapped a seven-week losing streak. But of course, there's mixed signals on the demand front in 2024. So that kept a lid on those prices. And we saw the US allnomics price down by 0.2% to 71.43 US dollars a barrel, Tom. Iron ore prices were a little bit weaker over the course of the last five days. They were down by about uh, a third of a percent. Gold, a little bit weaker on the day, but still up by about a percent in weekly terms. And some of the industrial metals are doing quite well. Aluminium quite conspicuous with its near 5% improvement. Yes. So on Friday, we saw China report that industrial output or production in November expanded at the fastest pace since February last year, but retail sales growth missed expectations. So this is further signs that the recovery in the world's second biggest economy remains patchy. And we have seen murmurings about stimulus yet again. Chinese leaders have agreed at an annual meeting on the economy this week to run a budget deficit of 3% of gross domestic product in 2024. That's lower than this year's revised 3.8% target. So that disappointed somewhat, that weight on commodities. But it's important to note the People's Bank of China injected a record amount of cash via its one-year policy loans on Friday. So what we're seeing at the moment is a situation where China's not cutting interest rates. They're using stimulus through liquidity. And also they announced the relaxation of home buying curbs in Beijing and Shanghai late on Thursday. So they're trying to revive their property market as well at the same time. I must say, I was a little bit surprised when the futures finished down by about a percent or 74 points where the SPY is concerned. That seems to be a little bit overcooked relative to what we saw in Europe and the United States on Friday. Do you think that's a reflection of uh, what we saw in China on Friday? Perhaps the Northern Hemisphere guys had a look at those numbers and went, well, that's not going to be good for the Aussies. Certainly, our focus on resources uh, probably behind that. So our market could be on the back foot as a result of the patchy Chinese economic data. But we did see some strength in the Aussie dollar. It rose from 66.64 US cents to 67.27 US cents. It's currently trading just south of 67 cents at 66.95 cents. This week, a couple of highlights, but we've really sort of crossed the Rubicon in terms of important economic news for the year. We've only been left with some rats and mice, I reckon, this week. Uh, Ryan, it's a bit of a relief, isn't it? It is. So as far as Australia is concerned, we've got the Reserve Bank board minutes and 
that probably won't be that informative. We have heard from Michelle Bullock since the latest interest rate decision. (laughs) And at the same time, probably the key focus this week will be on the Bank of Japan. No surveyed economist expects monetary policy to be changed this month. There has been some excitement around that, which has impacted the Japanese yen. The other one that stands out this week is the US inflation data towards the end of the week. And we get an update on the core personal consumption expenditure deflator. That's the US Federal Reserve's preferred measure. And it's expected to ease in an annualized terms from 3.5% to 3.3%. So heading in the right direction, moderating, but still slowly. So that may lead to a little bit of repricing around those rate cuts. Thank you very much for tuning in this morning. The Aussie dollar is trading just short of 67 US cents as we begin the countdown, the last trading week before Christmas. Have a great day. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.